0: Hello and welcome to Discovering the Jewish Jesus. I'm Dustin Roberts, the outreach minister here on staff and for the next half hour, I'll also be your host as our Bible teacher, Rabbi Schneider, explains what he calls a parallel reality. It doesn't matter how much money you have, Or how well you perform Becoming a part of God's family It has nothing to do with those things And today Rabbi Schneider He's going to shine a bright light On what it really takes to become a member Of the kingdom of God We have a lot to cover And so if you've got a pen and paper handy Get ready to jot down Some notes about a Parallel reality Now here is Rabbi Schneider
1: I've been declaring over the last several broadcasts how there is a reality, beloved, that's hidden from the natural man that is right here and right now and exists on planet Earth. It's known as eternal life. It's also known as the Kingdom of God. We've been talking about how we can enter into the supernatural reality that's waiting for us to discover and that Jesus promised us. I wanna begin today by continuing to lay a foundation I'm going to the Gospel of John. I'll be reading from chapter 1, verse number 5 through 10. Hear the word of God. John says this, The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. There came a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify about the light, so that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but he came to testify about the light. There was the light which coming into the world enlightens every man. He was in the world and the world was made through him and the world did not know him. I wanna go back to verse number five. Many translations read that the light shines in the darkness but the darkness could not overpower it, extinguish it, or comprehend it. That there's a light that shines in the world, in our world, there's a light here and the light that's in the world cannot be comprehended by the natural man. It cannot be extinguished by the natural man. It cannot be put out by demonic powers of darkness. There's a supernatural reality that's here. And John says that he came to announce this reality that was embodied in the man, Christ Jesus. Now, as John continues on this discourse, listen to what he says in verse number 10. He said, he, speaking of Jesus, who was the light, he was in the world and the world was made through him. And then John says, and the world did not know him. So Jesus came into the world and the world that he created didn't comprehend him. It didn't know him. It didn't recognize him. The point that I'm making, beloved ones, is that there's a reality that's here and it's now, and most people don't see it. They don't recognize it. They don't comprehend it. And yet it's real, it's here, it's supernatural, it's for you, and it's now. This reality that I'm proclaiming to, it's a parallel reality. It's parallel because it exists here and now, right above the natural world. It exists apart from and outside your circumstances. It has nothing to do with your economic background. It doesn't matter what family you were born into. It doesn't matter what type of job you're in. It doesn't depend on how beautiful or how not beautiful you are physically. It's an alternative reality, a parallel reality, and you can access it by Jesus. We've been talking over the last several weeks about how you can access this parallel reality. How you can enter into the dimension Jesus described as eternal life. We talked in the previous broadcast about number one, the need for desiring it intensely. Unless you intensely desire this other reality, you'll never enter into it. Without desire, you'll have no power to enter in. I've been talking about Jacob that took a hold of God and said, I'm not going to let go unless you bless me. His desire is what brought him the blessing. The psalmist prayed, as the deer pants for water, so my soul pants for you, O God. And then we talked about the necessity of faith, because without faith that you can really have what God says you can have, you won't have desire for it. You just think it's a pretty fairy tale. What I'm declaring to you, it's real, and it can be yours, it could be mine. Jesus said, if the Son shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. If you have faith that you can be free, if you have faith that you can achieve the victory that Jesus promised you, the Bible says that we're more than conquerors through him that loved us, that we're overcoming the world, that we have overcome the world, that greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world, that we've been raised with him and are seated with him in the heavenly places. If you can believe that you can really enter into this realm of victory that Jesus promised, then you're gonna have desire to enter in and then you're gonna do the things necessary to get into it, to enter into it because God doesn't just drop it on us, but he calls us to it, and we then warfare to enter into it. That's what the Bible says, strive to enter into his rest. Even as God gave Israel the promised land, he gave it to them as a blessing, he gave it to them as their inheritance, and yet they had to drive out the Amurites, the Hittites, the Jebusites, and all the other rites to enter in. So God did it with their cooperation, not when they were just passively waiting for something to happen. Too many of you are just passively waiting for something to happen in your life. You're just passively waiting for God to show up. You're just passively waiting for a miracle to happen. You have to be in cooperation with God to fully access what he has for you. It's by faith. You see, faith is an action word. We believe in our heart, but then we speak it forth, the word of faith. You see, we have to cooperate with God. We have to exercise faith. That's what the whole book of James is about. James said, I will show you by faith, James said, by my works. And so we have to be cooperating with God by faith to enter in. So I wanna just challenge anybody right now that you've just been passive. You're wondering why you're feeling melancholy. You're wondering why nothing's happening. You're wondering why God hasn't shown up. But Jesus said, draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. Ask and you'll receive. Knock and the door will be open. Seek and you shall find. You see, we have to cooperate with God. We have to be engaged with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is an engine within us. We press in to take possession. You see, the woman that was healed in the Gospels that had the hemorrhage of blood coming from her, the healing didn't just fall upon her while she was passively sitting on a rock somewhere. But she said, if I can just touch him, I'll be healed. And that woman, beloved ones, get this now, because it's a picture of the faith that we need to have to access the blessing, to access the victory, to enter into this parallel reality, this world of faith and victory that I'm declaring today. This woman, beloved, she said, if I could just touch him, I'll be healed. She pressed through the crowd. She pressed through everybody that was in her way. She pressed in, she pressed through. They told her to shut up, but she kept pressing in. She didn't let anything stop her. She said, I'm gonna touch him. Nothing's gonna deny me. And she pressed through the hindrance. She pressed through the resistance. And when she touched him, she was healed. Jesus turned around, he said, who touched me? For I felt the power go out from me. You see, Jesus didn't even know who got healed. You know what Jesus said? He looked at the woman, he said, woman, your faith. He said to her, listen, he said, Your faith has saved you. And so we talked about desire, and then we talked about faith, that in order to enter into this world that Jesus called eternal life in the kingdom of God, we have to exercise faith. We can't just be sitting around waiting for a miracle, just lounging on the couch, watching secular television, and then wonder why we don't feel anything, wonder why nothing's happening. No, we need to believe because we believe that it's real and that we can have it, and then we desire, and then we press in And things start happening. The kingdom of God starts moving in our life and the Holy Spirit begins to engage us and he becomes a living, moving being within us. As we are engaged with him, we begin to sense and experience, beloved, the full power of the Holy Spirit moving and operating in our life. And then we need faith. Faith comes when we believe we can have what God said we can have, which then fuels desire. And then when faith and desire begin to work together, something comes to the surface. There's a point that arises, a focal point, that we call in Hebrew kavana. And we become very intentional. Kavana means being intentional, to have intent when we believe we can have what God says we can have and we, as a result, desire it, all of a sudden, Kavanaugh intent surfaces. And we begin to have intentfulness about what we're doing with our life. and We begin to talk about how to be intentional. We, first of all, want to focus on the Word of God. And then we want to focus, beloved, on what the Holy Spirit is intuitively just communicating to us. You know, those that are seeking Jesus, I want you to hear me for a second. If you truly are seeking Jesus, God is always speaking to you. If you are truly seeking Jesus, if you are really calling out to Him, if you are really passionately pursuing Him, I want you to hear me. God is always speaking back to you. It may not be audibly, but there's always an internal intuition, a witness of the Holy Spirit on your heart that is coming to you. And as soon as you begin to sense it slowly, but more and more you begin to sense what God's saying to you. And to enter into the kingdom, into this parallel reality, We need to be very intentional about being obedient to what the Holy Spirit is communicating to us and he's constantly communicating to us and he's constantly putting upon our heart and our mind new dimensions of truth and of the kingdom's reality.
0: You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus and Rabbi will continue with the second half of today's message shortly.
2: But first, he wants to share a very special announcement. Rabbi? You know, there's marked times of the year that we uh, focus on, marked holidays. Even on God's calendar, there were marked times of the year. And as a ministry, there are also marked times of the year here at Discovering the Jewish Jesus. And one of those marked times is when we particularly focus on our partners and those that feel led by the Spirit to become partners in the Lord with Discovering the Jewish Jesus. First of all, I want to say a big Toda Rabah to all of you that are already monthly partners and also extend an invitation that if you're being blessed by the teaching, if you feel it's helping you and is authentic, I want to ask you to become a monthly partner. Without you, beloved ones, we can't do it. So thank you once again.
0: Yes, thank you. And we are so excited to be celebrating Partner Month with all of you. And now let's jump back in to today's lesson.
1: Jesus said, when you pray, pray in this way. He said, pray, give us this day our daily bread. This is physical and spiritual, meaning that we always need to be fed by something new in the spirit every day because yesterday's experience with God isn't enough for today, right? We need something fresh with God today. If we're going to stay excited, if we're going to stay passionate, if we're going to remain joyful, we're going to need to be encountering newness of life in God today. And so when we're really seeking God, Jesus is continuing to minister to us every day. And as he does, he ministers to us about different things in our life that he's wanting us to apply ourselves in as he has discipling us. Did you know that The word disciple means to discipline. In other words, we're disciples when we discipline ourselves to follow the path of Jesus. And so we're talking about kavana, being intentional. We need to be intentional about what the Holy Spirit is communicating to us. Listen now, every day and at every season. And there's different seasons in our life where the Holy Spirit is applying different truth in our life. In other words, for some of us, the Lord has been really enforcing on us that he wants us to bridle our mouth to make sure that nothing unwholesome comes out of our mouth, but only that which blesses. In other words, we don't speak any complaining, we don't speak any whining, we don't speak any judgment, we don't say anything bad about anybody or anything that isn't necessary to discuss. We only speak that that gives edification to the hearer. And the Bible says if we can control our tongue, we can control the direction of our whole life. Perhaps God has been speaking to you, some of you, about being very intentional about your mouth. Sometimes the Lord may be speaking to us about applying positive confession. In other words, our faith level will never rise above our confession. See, the Bible says in the book of Amos, chapter number three, verse three, get this now. How can two walk together unless they be in agreement? And if two can't walk together unless they're in agreement, How can you and I walk with God as Abraham walked with God, as David walked with God, as Enoch walked with God, as Jesus walked with God? How can we walk with God unless we're in agreement with Him? How can two walk together in the book of Amos unless they're in agreement? So in order for us to be in agreement with God, listen, we have to be saying what God is saying. We can't be saying something different than what God's saying if we're gonna be walking in agreement with God. If we're not walking in agreement with God, we can't walk with God. And if we're not walking with God, we're not gonna forcefully enter in to this alternate parallel reality of victory that I'm describing to you today. And so how do we talk what God talks? How do we agree with God by saying what God's saying? We agree, beloved ones, with his word. We don't confess lack and complain about what we don't have. But instead we say, my God shall supply all my needs in Christ Jesus. We don't confess want. We say, thank you, Jesus, that rivers of living water are flowing from my innermost being. We don't confess weakness because the Bible says, be strong in the might of the Lord. We don't confess defeat because the Bible says, I can do all things through Christ that strengtheneth me. You see, if we're going to walk in agreement with God and enter into this parallel reality that's a reality of strength and victory, we've got to be in agreement with God and be confessing what His Word says, not something different. Because if we say we believe God and then we begin to confess something different than what His Word says, we cancel our faith. And so maybe the Lord then has been speaking to some of you about this. I know he speaks to me about this and has been speaking to me about this. And so I apply it to my life. Listen, I'm very intentional about it. The third principle that needs to be operating in our life to enter into this parallel reality into the dominion of King Jesus is this aspect of kavanah, which is the Hebrew word for being intentional. But you see, when Jesus was touched by the woman with the hemorrhage, he literally felt the power go out from him. Let me read for you for a second to illustrate this. Luke chapter eight, verse 45. It says, and Jesus said, who is the one who touched me? And while they were all denying it, Peter said, Master, the people are crowding and pressing in on you. But Jesus said, someone did touch me, for I was aware that power had gone out from me. In other words, The disciples were saying, Lord, all kinds of people are touching you. The people are pressing in on you. But Jesus realized there was someone that touched him that didn't just bump against him as the disciples thought because the crowd was bumping into him because it was so crowded. But Jesus realized that someone touched him with an intentfulness that this woman had in her heart. If I just touch him, I'll be healed. And when she touched him, bam, it drew something out of him. And he turned around. He said, who touched me? For I felt power go out from me. And then the woman identified herself and he said, woman, your faith to save you. Because her touch was a focused, intentful touch and it drew the kingdom of God. It drew the Father and the Son and the Spirit into her life and it changed everything for her, just like it will for you and just like it will for me. But notice that when this woman touched him, he literally felt the Spirit of God moving through his body into her. He said, I felt power, leave me. That's what he said there. Who touched me for I felt power, leave me. He literally could feel, get this now, he literally could feel the presence of the Ruach HaKodesh, which is the Hebrew word for the Holy Spirit. He literally felt the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit, leave his body and flow into her. Now it was still in his body, but he literally could feel the spirit in his body. And I want to suggest to you that some of you can literally sense to a degree the spiritual atmosphere around you. I know that I often can. That I can literally feel the Spirit of God in me and I can feel the darkness outside of me and the darkness ceases to suppress the Spirit. So there's a focal point that I feel where I feel the Spirit in me And I feel the focal point where the darkness outside of me is trying to suppress and press down the Spirit in me to keep God's Spirit in me from fully being expressed. And so what I have to do is I have to warfare to be very intentful to focus on that place where I feel the darkness pressing in and the Spirit of God wanting to come out. It's a very uncomfortable place. I feel the pressing and it's very uncomfortable. So what I have to do is I have to force myself to face that place And then as I face it, what I do is I drive out the darkness. I push out the darkness literally by the Spirit of God so that the Spirit of God can more fully be released from me. It's a war and I have to be very intentful and focused because again, where the darkness is trying to press in, where it's trying to keep the Spirit in me suppressed, the easiest thing to do is to turn from it so that I don't feel it because to feel it is so uncomfortable but I focus myself very intentfully on facing it and in facing it and focusing on it, the darkness is expelled. I want to encourage you, if you're in a state where you can experience that, to take this advice, begin to get in touch with yourself. Begin to get in touch with the Holy Spirit in you and don't run from what you're feeling, face what you're feeling, stand in the Spirit and drive out the darkness by facing it in the light. For some of you, I want you to be conscious of me. Listen, we're talking about being intentful. Become more conscious of the spirit of peace that's in you. See, beloved one, the peace that's in you isn't even dependent on your mind. Your mind can be in turmoil, and yet even if your mind's in turmoil, you can feel peace in you. Focus on the peace in you. Be intentional about focusing on God's peace that's in you. And as you focus on his peace in you, you'll become more conscious of the peace and you'll begin to feel more and more peaceful.
0: Becoming focused on God's peace takes intentional effort. Well, that's the takeaway from this lesson from Rabbi Schneider. This is Discovering the Jewish Jesus. And to learn more about today's topic and to engage in the resources that we offer, be sure to visit DiscoveringTheJewishJesus.com. Rabbi's been sharing the necessary steps for entering a parallel reality, which is God's kingdom, and it all starts with knowing Jesus. It's our divine duty to spread the good news to every corner of the world, but we can't do this alone. And right now, as we kick off our Partners Month celebration, we're praying for new supporters to join us. Rabbi?
2: You know why the Lord asks you and I to tithe? Because when you and I
1: tithe, we open up our hearts to Him, and in so doing, we're able to receive an experiential way, His love. You see, when we don't trust God with our finances, what we're unconsciously doing is agreeing with fear. That's why most people don't honor God with their finances. At least significantly, they might tip God, but they don't really tithe, which is the precedent of the entire Bible, all the new. Why? Because they're afraid to. They think if I tithe, then I'm gonna fall on my face and I can't really trust God. I want to encourage you, beloved, and I want to encourage myself. Let's choose faith, not fear. God told us, if you honor me with the first fruit of your wealth, your barn is gonna be full. David said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his children begging for bread. I want to encourage those of you today that love God. Listen, take that next step if you haven't already. Honor the Lord and trust Him with your finances. Be a giver. Jesus said it will come back to you pressed down, good measure, and
2: running over into your lap.
0: To financially support this ministry with your gift or by becoming a monthly partner today, please call us at 800-777-7835. Or you can sign up to be a monthly partner online when you visit us at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. We are deeply grateful for your faithful prayers and for the consistent financial gifts from our monthly partners. As a gesture of our gratitude for your generosity, we'll send you a copy of our latest newsletter along with Rabbi Schneider's message of the month and it's available as a digital download. And for our first-time partners, we'll also send you a handcrafted shofar that's created in the Holy Land. So stand with us today by calling 800-777-7835. And now as we wrap up today's message, it's our custom to bestow a unique blessing upon you. So I'd like to invite you to let the words of Rabbi Schneider bring inspiration and solace to you as you embrace this
2: day that God has given. In the book of Numbers, chapter 6, we find a personal blessing from God our Father. This blessing should touch our hearts because it's so personal. Father God wants to intimately bless you. So receive his blessing into your life today with gladness and an open heart. Yah Yahweh Panavelle Khan Wekhuna Khan Isaiahweh Panavelle Khan Veasem le
0: I'm your host, Dustin Roberts, and Discovering the Jewish Jesus is a production of Shalom Ministries. Be sure to join us tomorrow when Rabbi Schneider explains a parallel reality. That's coming up Friday on Discovering the
2: Jewish Jesus.